Family from the Heart podcast episode number 135. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. everybody and welcome back to another episode of Family from the Heart. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. Of course, this is the weekly podcast where we give you an inside look into the behind the scenes action of what happens in the Ravenscraft household. And of course, we also share a lot of the stories about, you know, the inner workings of gspn.tv and the business side of things and family and jazz and stuff like that. Stephanie, what is up this week? What's going on with you? Anything new exciting happening? Um, not that I know of. Okay, never mind. What? Oh, did you have something? No, it was just like a really high. It, it was a high. I hate when you're fishing for answers. No, it really I wasn't fishing for. I was hot. I was fishing for. Let's get this started. Wonderful conversation. Very okay. high energy. Yeah. I'm like woo. Yeah. Let's go with. No, this I thing. mean no. It, it's been it's been a great week. I've had some great things, you know, going on, and that's all. I mean, it's just. All right, some great things. Just my life, on. it's just, just my yeah. life. Well, there you go. <laughs> All right, fair that enough. That was great. We'll see you next week. No, All right. Well, I, if, well I'll you, tell you what. what I guess you if you me? nothing, it, it, that's fine. If you guys want to really know what's going on in the life of Stephanie Ravenscraft, we all know that all that stuff now happens over there at uh, fulltimemompodcast.com. I, mean, I, c- I could repeat everything that I well, shared over there this morning. You could just shared a highlight of something, anything exciting happening this week, but that's fine. Okay. No, that's cool. All right. What? I went on a field trip. I uh, you went okay, so you went on a field trip. That's awesome. Uh-huh. So it was fun. Went to the um to Frankfurt, the state capital, and Yeah. Had a really good time with my son and some other kids and now did Matt get to play the do like the page thing that McKenna or Megan did last year? No. Um the the, the page is, is something that you you cannot do until you're you're twelve. Oh, okay. and that and that is volunteering for your your um representatives. Oh, okay. So Megan didn't do that. What did Megan do last year when she was on this uh, they trip did, to the state capital? They did a um a mock trial. A mock no a mock, a mock session. Okay. Of of um of the Senate okay. and um Megan was Speaker of the House. Ah, okay. That's what she was. Or so was it? Wait a minute. Was it the Senate or was it? I well, I guess it was the House. Well, anyway, Megan was the speaker. Okay. And yesterday, Matthew was the clerk. So the clerk. What's the clerk yeah. do? Well, the clerk takes count, like when they voted. Okay. Um, that they, they voted on whether to put an iron fence around the um old capital. Okay. And um, did they do that again? Yeah, it's the same one. Ugh. Yeah. Come on, get real. Well, it. It's- did they vote the same way? Um, no, actually, last year, Megan's class voted against it, which actually would have changed the law because it, it was, in fact, voted into um, in the 1800s and they put up an iron fence to keep, you know, because it was all farms around it. When you it, say so. voted into law, that doesn't make sense. I mean, it was just a it was just a, a, a proposal that was approved, right? Well, There's no law to say, yes, we can build a fence. That's just a budget approval thing, right? I get maybe, but that's what that's the wording that they used. I'm only repeating the no, wording I, that they I, used I, to the I kids. I know it's like so it, it's, it's like let's are we are we confusing our kids here? Is maybe the probably. It's like, do we really pass laws to say yes, we can build a fence? Wait, 
I, okay. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. I, I wasn't there. I wasn't either. Um, yes, you are. You've been there twice. Uh, I wasn't there when they actually did it. Oh, that, you weren't? That's what, no. I'm not Where that old. Where were you at? What? No, I'm, I'm confused. I, I'm talking about what they are teaching the kids. <laughs> no, I was there. I, I was in All the right. gallery. Okay. I was a visitor. Gotcha. Yeah. But um, but no, Matthew's, Matthew's class um, voted for it. They said and, spend the money. Well, back then it only cost $8,000. But back then, they, so did put, they have eight thousand dollars to spend? I, well, they must have because they put up the fence. Oh come on! Now we know that the state of Kentucky is in the habit of spending lots of money that they do not have. As are every state and every person within the state and our country as a whole. I think that's an overgeneralization. Isn't everything in life an overgeneralization? I think that's an overgeneralization. <laughs> I'm just saying. Do we spend more money every month than what we bring in? Sometimes. When? When was the last time we did that? Um, I don't know. Uh, it's been quite some time. Okay. Well, th- that's not true. I, perhaps there have been times when you might have you, you needed to dip into the money for, for next month. For next month mm-hmm. prior, but uh, yeah, I guess I guess so. That's overspending, correct? Yeah, that is overspending. Okay. That's creating a deficit from it is. Th- the following month. But the but the thing is, is you never spent money that you did not have. Correct. That that's the thing. Okay. All right. right. The money no, was I there. Didn't. So whether they had it budgeted or not is, you know, okay, not seen for me. But um, well, did they have this discussion of whether or not what the budget looks like during they the session? Did, they did talk about how much it was going to cost um, this year. They, but they, did they didn't ask- care last year. They just they didn't want the fence, so it didn't matter. They thought <laughs> it was ugly. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> I love it. So so the, so this class wanted it, and they wanted to know yeah. how much it was going to cost. But yeah. did they, did anybody think to ask? Hmm. Do we have enough money for Actually, it? Actually, yes. They did. Yes, See, they that, did. That's what I want to yes. know. See, and they thought it was going to cost millions of dollars, but because the fence cost eight thousand dollars, that's you know, it's like eight grand, whatever. That's to that's some a couple of the kids, jawbreakers or something, right? To some of the kids, that's that's exactly what it was. But so, but they did talk about. Um, they they talked about it, its appearance. Would would it be you know, um, visually appealing? To, right. to have this fence around um, the Capitol would do we have the money for it? Um, it's just, it was so funny because this one kid raised his hand and said, this one kid raised his hand and said, um, the fence would be a good idea because it would keep out intruders, right? People that are trying to, to, to break in and, and steal things. And, um, and, so the 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 tour guide says you're right that that's absolutely you know a good point that this would would keep out interest. The other girl says, so then another boy raises his hand and says, but if someone is trying to to you know get in and on, in all honesty the fence is maybe waist high. I mean right. clearly you could climb right over it, but um, but uh, what was I going? Okay, so so another boy raises his hand and says, um. But if someone's trying to climb over the fence and they slip and get hurt because he had an example of what the po- what the fence posts look like and they're pointed and it's iron. And so anyway, um, you know, but if they're trying to get in and they slip and fall, that could be um, a liability. He didn't use the word liability, but anyway. And um, so the, the tour guide says that's absolutely correct that that would be, you know, we would be responsible for that. And this little girl raises her hand. She's absolutely, she's awesome. So she raises her hand and, 
Um, he calls on her and she says, yes, but if someone is trying to get into the Capitol and they're not supposed to be there and they slip and fall, that's on them. And they shouldn't have been trying to get in where, to where they don't belong in the first place. That's right. And I'm like, girl, you rock. That that was that was right. So anyway, they voted for it. And <clears throat> so they it, passed the fence. They, they had did. the money. Everything's good. Yep. Cool. Everything was good. And I, I, I listened to the end of Full Time Mom as you were recording today. And yeah. you said something like, so, Matt, did you learn anything? And you said he said I forgot. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. You know. He picked up some stuff that he, did. That he um, doesn't know that he picked up. Yeah. And and they're gonna be talking about it all year long. Um right. this was just the best um time that they could go in on the calendar and so like they haven't really gotten into talking about the history part of and so when they start talking about the history and the people and um I think that they're going to remember things that they picked up that maybe they didn't know before. Right. Yep. So anyway, that's so exciting. Anyway. Uh, we found a new dentist we uh, that we're going to be looking at uh, next week. You want to give some folks a little, just a real quick background with the McKenna story or have we done it here on family from the heart? Um, we, well, we talked a little bit about it um, last week. That's how, you know, Andrea ended up, um, being the awesomeness that she is and, and researching that for me because I was so dreading it. But, um, so she did some research and, um, did, was doing some stuff. And, um, then we went to our home team, our Bible study on Tuesday night and brought it up as a prayer request. Um, a new friend of ours new because we're new to the group. So we're just getting to know these people. Um, said, well, here's the number of, of the pediatric dentists that we use, and they will use, um, what's it called? Nitrous, right? Nitrous oxide. Okay. And I, I didn't want to say it wrong and look completely dumb. Um, I can handle looking some dumb. I mean, that's okay. Right? Some dumb is some okay. Dumb, some dumb is okay. Um, so we, um, you sent the number, right? You mm-hmm. sent the name and the number to Andrea. Yep. And she sent me an email on yesterday and said that she had contacted them. They will in fact, you know, um, use it if, if they, they, uh, need to, they'll see McKenna as a new patient to do their own assessment, which I already figured, you know, would happen. And, um, she made an appointment for me because I was on a bus full of fourth graders. It's very difficult to hear. Actually, on the phone. I, I, I do. So. I want to say this first. Here's the deal. So Andrea called and said, <clears throat> she called the dentist and confirmed that yes, he they will do nitrous oxide. However, that's not a doesn't mean that you know that every kid's going to be able to you know that he feels comfortable doing. You know, we'll do an initial visit. She found out what the cost of that initial visit's going to be as a new patient sign up, um, and said that you know he'll dis, he'll determine at that point whether or not he feels like she would be a candidate for right. for being there and, and stuff like that. And, um, and he said, you know, she even said, you know, that, you know, if he doesn't feel like it, he'll, he'll suggest the hospital. So we have a lot to talk about with McKenna, mm-hmm. uh, and, and to talk to McKenna about, and I plan on going with you guys and trying, we're going to pray that this, this goes extremely well. Right. And, uh, she basically, she, she went ahead and helped save a lot of wasted time by asking this doc dentist office um, some very important, a very Absolutely. important question, saying, you know, because one of the things was, well, you know, we'll just keep, you know, going over and over again until we find an oral surgeon who would do the work in the office instead of 
in the hospital. Right. And she's like asked him, I said, listen, you won't find that any oral, sur- oral surgeon, if a child is under a certain age, won't do that. They will not right. do it in the office. It has to be done at the hospital. So with that being said, you know, she found it out. And then you, she texted or I, um, she, she put it in she, high rise. She she and put it in emailed hi- you. She put it in high rise and she emailed me. And then she uh, she then emailed, you told her to forward it to me. I asked her to forward it to you. And then you sent me a text message. Hey, did you see the email? And I'm like, yeah. And sh- and she goes, oh great. Well, I'll make. You said I when I get home mm-hmm. or I'll make the appointment this week. And it's like, huh? I'm like, well, you'll you'll do what? I'll make the appointment. That that's my job. That's what I do. Um, the funny thing is, is that the other parts of my job too. I just didn't want to do it. And, um, and thank you for helping me with something that I was so stubborn with, Andrea, because I probably still wouldn't have have it finished. But um, but yeah, so you said just send her a message and, and, you know, she'll set it up for you. So I sent her a message and I asked very nicely if she could set it up for me because I was on a bus full of fourth graders. Oh, and, and by the way, so, real quick, she, mm-hmm. in the in, in the email that she sent, she said uh, the earliest appointment they have available is next Wednesday. What was it? Like 1030, 1130 and 1230? Something like that. You know, that. whichever yeah, yeah, one there were like works. three or four appointments. Yeah. And so she's, I mean, she's already researched this. She's, she's already right. assumed all the questions she we might She did a fantastic, ask. fantastic. She did better than I would have done right. had I been researching it myself, honestly. Yep. She did. And so, and of course, all you had to do is say, ah, you know, what? I'm looking at my calendar on my phone. And then you send her a little note mm-hmm. via email in response to the one that she sent you and said, hey, go ahead and book it. And then she wrote back and said, you're done. It's done. Right. It's done. It, it was, it was very, very cool. And now the, I mean, I, not that you didn't know this already, but that is my life right now. Right. That is, that is exactly how I'm able to accomplish so much in our business because I have an assistant that is able to do those things. And I would tell you. The coolest thing that Andrea has ever said to me is no task is too small. Okay. So and and she has said on multiple occasions, if, if Stephanie has one, just let me know. And so well, uh, I feel bad asking, honestly, because I'm perfectly capable of Andrea of doing those things. So uh, Andrea, are you listening? If you're listening, I want you to send Stephanie an email and tell her whether or not you sh- she should feel bad to ask you to do things. By golly, Stephanie, I'm paying her to do things. And so she's for you. And and I no, but but my thing is, is that if something that I would ask her to do is taking away from something that you need her to do, um, that that is that is what I feel. We we are at the place right now that she has what we call spare cycles. Okay. She, she she has some spare cycles okay. and she has she has uh, I've, I've determined there are high level tasks. You know, this is something that mm-hmm. needs to be done regardless. We have to budget time for this. No, nothing. Any right. other task that I give you, if if a task is going to take up so much time that you won't have the time left over the last week of the month to do these tasks for me, then tell me, no, you can't do it. Or, you know, let's talk. Let's let's right. talk about that. But then there are spare cycle tasks because I have her on retainer for 30 hours a month. Right. So, um, you know, it's like if you see that if you're that, free, if you're you, free right. here's some things you can do. So there's there's always a thing where if she gets a little note from you, it says, hey, can you do this for me? She that becomes a that would be a quote unquote priority two tasks. Okay. Task. So priority one is things that she has to budget for. Then there's the what I call the spare cycle, which is the really low level stuff. And then, yeah, anything that you need done just that she can do. She has and I love it. She has what we call mad phone skills. Mad phone skills. Mad awesome. phone skills. I don't. I hate to be on the phone. If this, honestly. By the way, if this if this topic intrigues you at all, 
Uh, check out virtualassistantpodcast.com. That's another podcast that I do. And uh, again, that's virtualassistantpodcast.com. You can learn how you can delegate tasks to somebody else that is more effective and efficient at doing things that you don't necessarily like to do or want to do. Yes. Very cool. Very cool. See, there's some exciting things happening in your life. That's so much better than, okay. yeah, things are good. Well, you know, what other people find exciting, I just find my everyday life. What, exactly. Your everyday life is so exciting. <laughs> I beg to differ, but that's cool. Well, I there's I would say that there's at least 35 people right now in our chat room who thinks otherwise. So anyway, okay. hey, I have a topic. But before I do, you do. I want to say thank you to our wonderful sponsor, Mardell.com, M-A-R-D-E-L.com slash GSPN. Go over to that website right away if you haven't done so already. Go over there, Mardell.com, M-A-R-D-E-L.com slash GSPN. Uh, we have a lot of featured products there. And of course, anytime you order from Mardell.com, anything you order there, put promo code GSPN in the shopping cart. You get 10% off your entire order. And it's a great way to say thank you to them for sponsoring this podcast. And I want to type in M-A-R-D-E-L right here because, uh, and you know what? Uh, there it is. I need to actually go to Daryl Darnell, and I should have had this done prior to... You should say something You now. think? Well, no, I was just kind of watching myself in the... You're, you're watching little, yourself in the, in the video? Am. Yeah, I'm a little mesmerized by myself Sponsor right now. Sponsor reports. Here's what I want. Um, October. October sales. 102 orders. Awesome That's stuff. That's very good. Thank you guys very much in the month of October for shopping with Mardell.com. 102 orders uh, is very nice and uh, looking very good. So I really appreciate you guys supporting us by making purchases through Mardell.com. All right, Stephanie. Yes. Topic of the day. Yes, topic of the day. This is so weird because I actually had this planned out way ahead of time. I have this book over here. Okay. It's, uh, it, it, um, it is called The Rudder of the Day. And it is by Dan Miller, and it's a series. It's stories of wisdom to kickstart to kickstart your workday. Uh, Dan Miller, of course, is um, the author of Forty Eight Days to the Work You Love and No More Dreaded Mondays, uh, and somebody who has personally inspired me in some really radical ways. Absolutely, I'm so, I have the yawns. I'm t- oh okay. I'm terribly distracted by the fact that I cannot stop yawning. Anyway, he's also a client. He's one of he's one of my he clients. Is. And a good friend, I would say. Right. And uh, basically, I, this is like a devotional guide to kind of start your day. And it's, it's got neat little stories. And well, there's one that I want to say that uh, I think is so appropriate to what goes on at, with us as parents. But I think no matter if you have kids or not, this is going to apply to you. And I well, want to read this story. funny because we applied it to a guy at our home team <laughs> this week. Did we? I didn't hear. What, what I did, did. Oh, you did. Remember, I was talking about right talking to him. So, yeah. so this is called the the Pygmalion effect by Dan Miller. Let me go Am ahead. I reading and, this whole thing. Uh, yeah. If you don't mind, J- actually, just yeah, the first paragraph or two. Uh, just just the first two paragraphs where it says, "Remember." Right here. Do you uh, remember? Yeah. Time? Sorry. Just this. Got it. To this first quote. Yeah, and then then I'll read the part uh, after that. Okay. Go ahead. 
Now I can't see myself in the and it's thing Pygmalion, anymore. by the way, Pygmalion. Pygmalion. All right, remember the famous expert experiment called the Pygmalion effect. Twenty-five grade school teachers were told their students were underachievers from apathetic families. Another twenty-five were told their students were high achievers from supportive families. The test scores of the underachievers dropped by twenty-five points, while the scores of the overachievers increased by 50 points. However, the students had been randomly divided into the two groups. All factors were equally distributed. The only difference, the expectation of the teachers. Wow. How might that apply in our own lives? Expect excellence from your children and you are likely to see it. Expect better things from your spouse and it's likely to happen. Expect more from yourself and you will move to a higher level of success. Expect a better job and it will happen. Expect extraordinary results in your business and you will see ways to make that happen. Exactly. And then um, people sometimes cringe at being told this principle. We all like to have something or someone to blame our misfortunes. Circumstances, family, history, or spouse, or even our bosses, uh, or our luck, are likely candidates for finger-pointing. Start believing that luck is when preparation meets opportunity. All right? So, the big key words here. I know I know. there's one phrase that stands out to Stephanie that, that when I shared this with her, she's like, wow, I really like this statement. I really do. And she can share that one in just a second. But before I do, I want to point out the only difference between the, the two groups of 25 students, the only difference between them at all was the expectation of the teachers. Right. I mean, that, that was it. I mean, they were divided equally. There were some who were from, you know, homes that didn't have a lot of support, but they were in the same group with those who had very supportive homes. And um, it... It's funny because I kind of have seen this um, when you speak your expectations. Um, I've I've kind of we've already seen this change, Matthew. Mm-hmm. You know when um, when he got in the car and saw his teacher in the car talking to me about what was going on and understanding that the two of us have expectations and that the teacher and I talk about them as we share them with him. Then he thought, okay, well, I can't slide under the radar anymore. You know, I'm going to have to step it up a notch to to meet what is being expected of me. And he has definitely stepped it and up a notch. He has completely done that. He had um, A's and B's and one, one C on his report card, which I have to admit was far better than I internally expected. Right. And, and so one of the things that we struggled with, both you and I, um, the first couple of years without having any real quote unquote grades to assess what Matthew's uh, levels of, of um, uh, his, his levels of um, ability and his grades and stuff like that at, at school. Um, we, we, we both assumed it's like, you know what, maybe he's just not cutting it. Maybe he's just ha- having a difficult time because we put him into school too soon. He was at that age where he could have been held back to go to the, wait and you start the next year right and we started him soon and stuff like that and i think there have been many times where matthew has heard us have this conversation in front of him that our expectations well it's not not even go ahead i'm sorry 
that the expectations that we have are not so high because we realize that we put him in there soon, which I believe if he's even heard that, not necessarily in the room, but has just heard overheard that, that is like in his mind, he's like, you know what? I'm I really shouldn't be where I am and I can't really excel because I'm not quite as old as everybody else and and so so hearing that our expectations are low his own expectations of what he can accomplish were low and I think that that had a little bit to do with with some of it as right. well. Yeah. But I mean but he's hearing that at school also. Mm-hmm. I mean he's 9 months younger than everyone in his class. So they're right. all 10 and he is 9 in the 4th grade and they're like, "Dude, you're 9, you should be in the 3rd grade." <laughs> you know, um Right. And, and so but once we said this is what is expected. You're not in the 3rd grade. You're in the 4th grade. And the reason that you're in the 4th grade is because we believed you were ready for kindergarten. You know, when we put you in kindergarten. You're and we basically said, so "Listen, you're Basi- you're ahead of people. Right. And the, and the fact is that I think knowing that academically he can hold his own with kids who are older than him, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think that that gave him a boost of confidence that I am. I, that I believe that. I can do it. And this this is an encouragement to people who, I mean, remember, it was just six months ago that we were like, mm, do, I don't know. You know do, right. we, do we let him go? Do we hold him back? And so I shared my feelings about that. And I'm like, I'm just not a fan of holding back unless right. he, let's see his grades. And here he, my, my son's got t- his grades are much better than my grades in that right. in that grade level. And they they're well, actually, to be honest with you, they're expecting just about as much from him as they expected me from in in in. Catholic school. In right. Catholic school, I was doing pre-calculus in, in uh, sixth grade. It was ridiculous. But uh, it, it, that's why I did straight A's in, in from eighth grade to twelfth grade. Right. Because you've done it already. And what, it's why I had straight A's in college because everything was just a refresher at that right. point. It's like, yeah, I know all about this pre-calc stuff. That's it also goes, I mean, th- this, this whole thing um, that we're going to talk about today also works in with the um, positive reinforcement that we've talked about before. Right. You know, if I have a kid who constantly comes home and drops their backpack in the middle of the floor, by the way, I have three of them, um, and I continue to nag them, pick up your backpack, put your backpack you, where it belongs, you get never it out do, of the middle of the floor. You never do what I say. You never listen you never, to me. You don't do this, and you don't. You, the one time that I say, the one time that my kid comes home, pick one, it doesn't matter which one, come home and put their backpack where it belongs without being told, and I'm like, Oh my gosh, McKenna, you put your backpack away and mama didn't. That has more, that means more to her than the five years prior that I've nagged about whatever it is. Like I shared the story with the bedroom, mm-hmm. you know, when, when my five-year-old said, wow, that's so much better than you yelling at me that my room is not clean all the time. You know, it, it's, yeah. it, it's, they get that. Well, that's positive reinforcement. I think, it, but I said it goes along. It all yes, goes along. It works. With, yes. You can't be. You, yes. You can't be. You can't be. Um, speaking the these positive expectations and, and being completely positive in this one area, if you're nagging over here, right? It, it doesn't work together, right? And, so that's and the, all I was saying. Exactly. And the the idea here is to speak that the the expectation is I I believe that you're you have the ability to achieve so much more than what you're giving me right now, and and so um a, a, an example of this, and I got this from a newsletter that uh, my friend Pat Flynn sent out. He's okay. I'm on his email list. 
and he was talking about uh, some things that have really impacted him. And he shared something that I shared uh, during a webinar or during a podcast or something like that 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 really stuck with him. And uh, he, I, I can't remember what it was that I shared that it impacted him, but something that I share th- that he shared that goes along with with that principle was this. He said that a long time ago in school, a teacher said, I want everybody to stand up and I want you to, I want you to raise your hands in the air as high as you can. And, he, and so what do you do? You, you, get, you stand up and you hold your hands up in the air really high. And the teacher says, okay, I want you to now raise them even higher. And of course, the appropriate answer to that question or to that demand should be, uh, I'm already doing it as high as I can. But no, right. every kid found a way, whether it be tippy toes or whatever the case may be, or jumping or jumping or, right. to, to raise their hand higher. And the thing is, he's like, listen, sometimes we think that, you know, we can just get by. It's like, oh, yeah, this is. A, but the fact is, is we always there. There's almost always the potential to push ourselves to a to a level to achieve greater results. So don't settle for the average. Don't settle for the ordinary. Expect more from yourself. And if you expect more from yourself, you'll often find that you're able to deliver more. Right. And and that's exactly it. So here's the situation. As parents, we we have this situation with McKenna. She's our history with McKenna is that she does not do very well at the dentist office. After this one point, she used to do fantastic, she, and I think she needs to be reminded of that. And and that's exactly it. We, and this isn't necessarily, this is going to be a combination of expectations. It's going to be a combination of um, positive reinforcement and all this other stuff. But here's the deal. We have an appointment to, to for what? Bribing? She hasn't had candy in weeks. Well, that's <laughs> not bribing. That's, de- that's deprivation. <laughs> Okay. All right, because I didn't tell her she's getting candy afterwards. Um, I said she's not. She can't. She's have She's under the impression yeah. that you have said. I mean, maybe you need to be wait, more wait. specific with I your words. I didn't say that she. Her. I'm not saying she can't have right. candy when we're done. Right. But I'm just saying that yeah. I didn't bribe her. Okay. Bribe says I promised her that right. I would give her something in return for good or an expected result. So I did not make. I I'm withholding something because she has not met up to some expectations. Yes. And and so anyway, but here's the deal. We have this ability to make a brand new impression on a different dentist who would have the ability. And if if McKenna can change her expectation of herself internally, that I I am a big enough girl that mm-hmm. I can deal with this situation. Because remember, um, she was afraid of the uh, basculus at the end of um, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets when she was four. And she was afraid of it when she was five, but now she's five and a half, and she's not afraid of it anymore. Right. So, and and it, it's so this. So we this can even say this. Like, listen, I mean, yeah. you were you were five when we went to the dentist, right. and he told you that you know I'm sorry, you're going to have to go to the hospital. But you're not five anymore. You're five and a half. And and we can play on that because that's so something she, that she's she, brought up. She, she brings it up every loves day. Loves being up five and a half. I am and, five and a right. half. And so so the thing is 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 we need to we need to encourage her. To believe of herself that I can handle this. Absolutely. Just like Matthew believes now that he can, Matthew believes in his heart and in his mind and in his soul, he believes with every part of his being that he is a, he is capable of making A's and B's in a, in a grade level where everybody is older than him by a year. Right. And, and, and we need to miraculously by the grace of God to be able to instill this belief that my daughter 
can can sit down and and not have you know a, a nervous breakdown about the fact that some work is going to be done on our tooth and and we're praying that this happens and the fact that if teeth what it, teeth. It's, it's multiple yeah, it's multiple <laughs> teeth but we're praying that it goes so well and not to mention the fact that that all we need to do is have her be able to you know go in for the initial and then go in for the work and to to believe it and and she's and it's even going to be easier because this dentist is going to give her something to calm her to calm her right. she's she's going to get the laughing gas and and stuff like that and and so and i think that the 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 calming is what needs to take place i mean obviously we're going to do our part with the with the you know telling her she can do it and encouraging her and all the but um but yeah, she she needs to calm down. She gets way too anxious. Yes. And, and that's so anyway. So you can imagine that we're going to have a lot of, uh, you know, Stephanie's going to have a lot of mommy one-on-one time with her. I'm going to have some daddy one-on-one time. With, we're going to have some mommy and daddy two with two on one time with her. We're going to tag her. team her. Right. You know, we're, we, we are, got six days. <laughs> we've got six days to really have the power of God come into our communication with our daughter and her self-confidence level to be able to achieve this because you know what? The only other alternative is for her to go to the hospital and right. that is scary stuff right? for a little kid. And it's, and it's scary stuff for me as a parent to see <laughs> it is. your daughter. I know you freak out. It's like, ah, it bothers me, but it bothers me. It bothers you. It's bothering me. Um, <laughs> Megan keeps telling her Megan comes on the how much it will cost to go to the hospital I side know, of things yes, which is it. hilarious you can have a car <laughs> she did <laughs> she was telling me Kenna all the things that we could do with the money um, if she'll just sit in the dentist chair and, and have the work done um, she she could right it was hilarious yeah. it really was it, she did she says listen you don't understand if you that money could go towards that, your car you someday. could have a car for the amount of money the, a car a, a whole car <laughs> right she's five <laughs> and it's not necessarily a big motivator for mckenna Mc, megan's thinking my car actually comes first so i could have a car <laughs> you're gonna spend my car money that's what <laughs> that's, that's what, what megan's, megan's really thinking. saying right <laughs> yes yeah. oh that's good it's stuff funny anyway fun fun stuff um hey uh i want to let you guys know we have some voice feedback and this is coming all the way from belgium, belgium. how awesome is that mm-hmm. uh the audio there's a little bit of uh some wonkiness in the audio recording there's some sounds in there but hey we're gonna deal with it because it's from our awesome friend uh winnie winnie take it away Hey Cliff and Stephanie, this is Winnie from Belgium. Uh, I just wanted to give some feedback for Family from the Heart about homework. I wanted to tell you about my homework experience when I was in primary school. My brother and I went to a special primary school, it's called Frenne, F-R-E-I-N-E-T, if you want to look it up. I always say I didn't have homework when I was little, but my brother would argue me on that. The thing is, we got assignments at the start of the week for the different classes we had, math and Dutch, and French the last two years. And we had to finish those assignments by the end of the week. And if we couldn't do that during the school hours, we had to take it home. I always really liked this because I finished my assignments during class, but my brother, he liked to uh, play more 
during class so he had to take the, the assignments home. I always thought that this was a very good at te teaching uh, the children initiative and time management. So you could play at school but you also had to work at school. Um, another thing about Frenne uh, education is that we didn't have any real classes except for math and Dutch and we learned through projects so and those the subjects of those projects were suggested by us by the kids so we learned about things we really wanted to learn about we took the initiative um, a day at school first started with creative writing either you wrote about a fictional story that you had started you could continue or you could write about something that had happened the day before or the weekend or during your holiday and then after that hour we had a discussion group and you could re read what you had written or you could tell a story or if you on Wednesdays we had a, a special discussion group if you had a problem with someone you could bring it forward and the whole group would discuss uh, the solution for the problem or a punishment if some, someone had done something bad or you could make a suggestion for how to make the class better. Um, the last two years we also uh, made a newspaper every week that was printed on a real printing press and given out to the parents on Friday uh, evening. And on Friday the school week ended with a school sing-along, which was always really fun. I really, really liked going to that school, but my brother, he didn't like it as much. And I think it really depends on your learning style. Bye-bye. Oh, that is awesome. I tell you what, that sounds like a great educational experience to me. It does. I love the fact that everything's just a project, what you want to work on. The fact that you have time at school if you want to, to do all your work and that way you don't have to bring it home. Th that sounds like Germany. Let's, let's, eh, you know, maybe. <laughs> that sounds interesting. That's Belgium. Or Germany. Why do I do that? When he's like, he does that all the time. <laughs> uh well it's it's it well did did belgium ever was they were they ever like ran by the germans i don't know i don't know either see i i, I didn't do too well in world civ i was always an american history guy right although they speak they spoke oh she says yep yeah okay so see there maybe that's why i keep messing I it up i don't know Anyway, I just I apologize, wrote ni Winnie. I just wrote nice things about the football coach on my World Civ papers, and that's how I passed because nice the football coach was our teacher, Mr. Stellman. Yes, I remember him. Bump into him at Kroger from time to time. I do, although too. he doesn't remember me. <laughs> really, he remembers me. And well, he says, "I saw you in the paper." Exactly. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Ah, Didn't that's... he ask you how you could walk away from? Yeah, he yeah. He's like, man, how can how could you walk away from? From your career in insurance like that. I, I just don't understand so aren't that. Aren't they clients too? Uh, I don't think so. No? No. Okay. But uh, anyway. I, I told him, I said, well, if you would have asked me, you know, six months after, after I did it, I think I probably wouldn't have had a good answer for you. Right. But I can tell you, I've got a good answer for you now if you want to know. And he's like, yeah, tell me about it. And I shared it with him a couple of weeks. 
wow, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it, it's it, it, it's taken a lot to get here, but it's where it's a good place where we are now. Very good place. We've been very is. blessed we went by off God. The air, just so you know. All right. No, I, um, actually, we are still on. Okay. Well, um, I just actually, tried no, to refresh, and it. Didn't. You're right. We are off the air. Okay. Uh, we're off the air to them. So. Sweet. Anyway, uh, uh, I well, try not to... sweet to yeah. Anyway, um, while you're working on that, I'm gonna go back and say that. Um, uh, first, I think that that that's amazing. Um, you, you, it's like. I'm finding that in our country, you know, obviously they're comparing, you know, what our kids are learning based on what other kids throughout the world are learning. And, you know, all of these people are so much more advanced than, but they do things differently than we do. Yeah. And, and so it, it kind of makes sense that, you know, their kids are smarter, but anyway, (laughs) I wouldn't say their kids are smart. Well, okay. Maybe in some cases, in some cases, right. Yes. So anyway, but um, to go back to the the actual devotional that you read, and um, you know, my favorite part, the part that just really got me, if I can find it in here again, is uh, start believing that luck in quotes um is when preparation meets opportunity. I love this because I I, I think that there are so many um, I'm finding that I'm surrounded by um, negative people, negative people who just are convinced that they have bad luck when it's not so much that they have bad luck is that they don't try. And that's what, when opportunity, when preparation meets opportunity. Okay. The key word there being preparation. I mean, you have to, you have to do something. You have to be in a mindset of, of moving forward. Are you, Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have and to be, yeah, you have I mean, to be, you have to, you have to be prepared for the opportunities when they come. If, if you, if you are stuck thinking I'm an unlucky person, I, I can't achieve anything because I have this disability or I have this going against me. I, I don't have this. I don't have that. I don't have, you know, parents that do this for me. Blah, right. Blah, 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 blah. Right. And, and, and I'm surrounded by a lot of that. And, you know, here we are sitting today recording our podcast and, you know, um, really doing something we love that we started from scratch. Yes. You know, it, it, it's like eating that chocolate cake that I that I love to make or that I love to eat, but I hate to make, you know, um, it wasn't always easy along the way, but, um, Oh, thank you very much. Now I want a piece of that cake. We're having chocolate cupcakes tomorrow for Megan's birthday. That's not the same. Oh, well, sorry. <laughs> Maybe someday, you All know, right. lose 30 pounds and I'll make you that cake. All right. Fair enough. Um, that, that's meant to be a motivational factor yeah not no yeah, that's not what I'm meant it well i didn't want other people to say oh well i don't care what other people think right. well okay that's not yeah, true that's not true you do I, I don't care what other people I think i care too much what other people stop right. thinking people because i care too much right so no but what i'm trying to say is that you know here we are sitting doing something we love that we created from square one you know we started with an idea and we moved forward each step and we're still moving forward. Right. You know, and and I, I think that there are, are people around me that want to latch on to that. And I'm like, no, you need to go find your own thing and take baby step 
to babysit. I mean, sometimes we took steps backwards. And you we know, did. and it was not um, easy. It, it was not easy, and so, and I love that. You need to start believing that luck, because really, what is luck? You know, and I'm using my air quotes now <laughs> because <laughs> when you start believing that luck is when preparation meets opportunity. In, and and I, I, love I, I love it. I I love that part. Dan Miller is a totally awesome author. Do you know folks. the next package that comes in the mail from Dan Miller is going to be for me? Why? I believe that. Why? I just believe it. I just I'm just going to start believing it. And um, because we, the mail came, well, the mail comes every day. Well, every day but Sunday and holidays. But anyway, mail came one day last week or whenever, and um, there was a package in there from. Um, 48 days and Cliff says oh what did Dan send me I'm like well how do you know he didn't send me something seriously <laughs> how do you know until you look at who's it's addressed to that that it's not for me and by the way Dan it's S-T-E-P-H-A-N-I-E <laughs> so seriously you just assumed that it was for you and it's was sad because the other day when you were at the YMCA with um, Matthew and Megan the doorbell rang and McKenna's like, can I answer? Can I hold on? I'm coming because she's allowed to answer the door, but I need to be close by. And um, there was no one there, but the UPS guy was running down the driveway because he just puts the package on the on the step and rings the doorbell and leaves. And um, so McKenna picks up the box and she brings it in. I'm like, what is it? She goes, it doesn't matter. It's for dad. <laughs> I'm like, well, thank you. But can I read it anyway? Because I really want to know. And actually, while it was addressed to you, it was for me because it was my funky little, what's it called? Shock mount. You have a brand new shock mount. Right. And um, and so I'm just, I'm believing that the next package that comes will be for me. You know, and, and that principle of believing things to be is very powerful because the thing is, is that I, it's number one, believing that it's possible. And then it's like, okay, now it's a goal. Okay. Then you, it's like, listen, the, now my goal is for the next package that comes from Dan Miller to right. be for me. Right. And then what happens is that makes your mind think of ways to make that goal a reality, which means that, okay, so what can I do? I need to develop a relationship with Dan Miller. So I'm going to send Dan an email saying, Hey, Love that book that you sent. By the way, you know we. Got I'm gonna a lot send him. I'm gonna send him an email that says, "Hey, we need one more copy of 48 Days to the Work You Love because we have two copies of all your other books, but we only have one copy of that one. <laughs> so if you could send me a copy, of, um, they're behind you on the thing right there. And if you yes. look, there's you know, oh we have, wait we have three copies of the Rudder of the Day. Yes, we do. So yeah. Anyway, um, yep. Yeah, it doesn't even have to be a book that he wrote; just a book that he thinks would you know work well in my life there you go, there you, go. It's, you know just something that my no i'm kidding that is funny but um but yeah i i yeah start believing that luck is when preparation meets opportunity that is exactly a philosophy that i have been living by in this business and i think it's brought a lot of a lot of success didn't this we way. see when what movie did we see that said that you know you have to um you have to it was that it was that really cheesily made um, Christian movie whose name totally escapes me. Oh, uh, um, but you, you have to be prepared. Proof? No, the one before that. Uh, you have to be prepared facing for giants. facing the giants. Yeah, um, you have to be prepared to accept, you know, blessings, and and you have to work for. I mean, that if you watch them, if you can, 
story is fantastic. I mean, the 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 message is fantastic. The movie is it's okay, okay, and sometimes painful to watch. <laughs> but um, in all honesty, I mean, if I'm going to recommend something, I want people to to understand. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. But you know, life wasn't easy for 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 that man, and um, he he believed things, and he put one foot in front of the other to make it happen. But when God started to bless his life, he was ready for it. Yes, he was prepared for it. I was talking to a client um, this week, and it, matter of fact, it happens to be somebody that's it's is just uh, been a wonderful encourager to me over the ca- couple of years. He's always been such a he's always been willing to offer to help me in so many different ways. And uh, I was talking to him about these webinars and, and sometimes I'm looking at and I'm like, you know, I, I'm like, I'm blown away by the blessings that come from the things that I'm doing. He goes, he goes, but don't just think the things just came out of nowhere. I said, Cliff, you have been planting the seeds for what you are reaping right now for the last five years. Right. And for the last, he says, Cliff, I listened to all of your episodes of Pursuing a Balanced Life. I know how hard you work. And by the way, you work too much. But uh, <laughs> I know, he says, but what, but what you're seeing right now is everything you've poured into your business, everything that you have, your heart, everything that you've done, you have been, you have been, pre- been preparing for these opportunities. Right. And now these opportunities have come. This isn't luck. This didn't just, this doesn't, and, 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 and nobody should be tricked into thinking that this could just happen for anybody. It, it can, but they have to be willing to pay the same prices, to sacrifice the same amount. They have to be willing to work just as hard to make these things happy. You, happen. Sure, did, did you meet Dan Miller and did Dan Miller have an audience that he exposed you to? Yeah. But you know what? Th- that alone did not... Th- there's plenty of other people that Dan's talked about that don't all of a sudden run away with this because right. they have not... They didn't have the foundation for this for this to, to be there. And it's just... Yeah, some, some amazing things have happened and, and we've been just really blessed and I thank God for it. And, and, and so my question to you guys listening to this, um, you know, uh, here's the thing. Are the thoughts above applicable in the things like, you know, taking McKenna to the dentist? Absolutely. Um, You know, are these applicable in your own life? Um, Are, you know, should we expect excellence from our children? Uh, Should we expect excellence from ourselves? Should we expect ourselves to, to, to achieve greater things than what we've been able to achieve so far? And I think we should. I think we should always push ourselves to do better. Absolutely. That I think that's the Christian Christian message is is like God wants us to to strive towards purity, to to strive towards perfection. That that is what God I mean, be holy like you're like you're like God is holy. I mean that that's you know, he wants us to be perfect in love with one another and we need to expect ourselves to love others greater than we've ever thought is possible before. Um, so the, the question is, is where are you at in your life where you feel like you're, you, you're already defeated? And the fact is, is the only reason you're defeated is because you've accepted defeat and you can change that today. Absolutely. You can expect success and you can, you can work to it. And when you believe that success is possible and you have faith that God has greater plans for you, which uh, I, I, is it Jeremiah 33, 1? I, I know the plans that I have you, for you, the uh, a, a future of hope. 33, 11? Something like that. 
Um, so Jer- or Jeremiah 29, 29, 11. I knew it was 11. So go look that up. Jeremiah 29, 11 and, and believe that God has great things for you. And the only thing you need to do is believe that you are capable. And, and I don't care what your circumstances are. You are capable of amazing things. Absolutely. Amazing things. And, and the big thing is, is stop pointing fingers. Absolutely. Point, stop pointing fingers. Stop looking Unless at other people. Unless you're looking in the mirror. Yeah, exactly. But the I, thing is, is, is stop, stop saying, well, they achieved it because of this, and I don't have that. One of the things that, that I remember when I started this um, business, I remember, you know, right before I was at the place where I, I, I was, it was like the last few weeks that I was working at my family's insurance agency. And everybody says, Cliff, don't worry. You know, your dad, he's, he's, you know what? Your dad probably just, you know, invest in your business and stuff. And I'm like, I don't think you guys know my dad. Right. My dad's pretty well to do, but I think my dad pretty much just expects me to go out there and, and make something of myself. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and personally, I don't know that I really want my dad to be, to, to be the person who gives me a crutch. I, I, I don't know. It's like, yeah. He's, and, and then it's like, well, you know what? If it doesn't, it sounds like you're really concerned. You know, all you need to do is talk to your dad and he'll let you work there another six months. I actually went to my dad and says, you know, can I work just three days a week for six months? And my dad said, no, no. he says, it, it sounds to me like you're having second thoughts. If you're having second thoughts, you need to give up podcasting. You need to give up insurance. But I tell you what, you only got two weeks now. And you need to know, you need to let me know pretty you much need immediately. To know, right, right. I need to absolutely. know by I need to know by the end of today. End of today. Are you here January first? Are you on your own January first? And at the end of the day, I'm like, I can't I can't, I can't imagine can't be being there. here. Right. Absolutely. So, yeah. And and you're you're completely. Your dad wanted you to step out and make something of yourself, mm. and you did that. Right. So anyway, and, and, continue and to do it every day. And, and, and all of this, I just want to say, I, I completely thank God for all of this stuff. I mean, I, I really Did we do. cover everything that you wanted yeah. to, to. Did you have anything to, else? No, no. I just wanted to make sure we hit all your bullet points. Yeah. I know how you are about your bullet points. No, we hit the bullet points. We and got them. And when they don't get. Yeah. We got them. When they don't get attention. Yep. They turn to little frown faces. <laughs> Anyway, folks, we, we, I just want to say God has, has brought about these blessings in our lives. God has, I think, given me the desire and the passion and the, and the motivation to move and to do the things, to prepare myself for the opportunities that he's, he's had all along prepared for me in advance. And, and I'm, expecting, I'm expecting more excellence from you know, the next year I, I want, I want to achieve more than I next year than I achieved this year. And I want to do it with greater excellence. I want to be, I want to develop even better, more stronger relationships with everybody that I come in contact with. And, and, and I believe that I can do better. I want to be a better father in 2011. I want to be a better, you gonna I want to be a better husband. No, but I, I'm going to start, I'm, I'm starting to prepare him. now for those opportunities. Oh, you're preparing for the opportunities that'll come next year. Exactly. Anyway, God bless you all. Until next time, uh, join the community and and go over to Mardell.com and use their promo code, uh, the promo code GSBN. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.